Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Man, you must be pumped. I so I wasn't super pumped until I saw the the dollar amount, and then I feel like everything kind of clicked into place. So Carlos Santana going to the Twins on a one year deal, five point two five million. Keep that number in mind for when we talk about the next guy. All right, this is a quote. These are quotes from you uh, when we reviewed him four weeks ago. He yep. goes to shitty teams. I want him yep. to be on a team that Check. doesn't suck. So yep. does this pass that for you? Well, he goes to shitty teams. There we go. The <laughs> Twins team this year is this is not going to be an offensive stalwart team. No, not after training Polanco for sure. I mean, there's no chance of that. So you you did say he'd be fun on the Twins. Again, this is pre-Polanco trade. Uh, but I have just immediately dismissed that option. It's like not going to happen. You literally said, I think Rocco will fall in love with him. He will. <laughs> he'll be first in the order. He'll be fourth in the order. Who oh. knows where he'll be? He'll be sitting. He'll be playing. He'll be... <laughs> He'll be everywhere. He uh, and just as a reminder, our over under is 140 runs plus RBIs. You're on the over. I mean, at this point, I feel pretty good. At this point, I need that. <laughs> I for me, like <laughs> you'll accept that. You'll accept that loss. Right? I will take that L easily. I was yeah okay. <laughs> this is this is the way to get you in on uh, losing one of your uh, bet boxes. Yeah, then. that's that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, and the reason that I felt good about the number is because Justin Turner to the Blue Jays on a one-year $13 million deal. Justin Turner, who is older than Carlos Santana. Quite a bit. I mean, Though that, not nearly as many Major League games, I would guess. True. But this, I mean, so to me, this this kind of made everything click into place. The Twins have had this offer out, I feel like, two months. Like, hey, Carlos. Come, For Carlos? Yeah. Come play with us. We're going to give you $5.25 million. And he was like... I could probably wait for a Justin Turner like deal, and then one just didn't show up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was I. He was probably talking to the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays said they signed Justin Turner. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> the Blue Jays were probably offering him like we'll do six, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm thinking ten. And then they're like, "Well, we'll do six, okay." And then he was like, "You know what? I'm not gonna. Uh, uh, you know what? I'll find. I'll take six. And they're like, "Oh no, we gave we gave Justin Turner thirteen. And I'd be like, "What?" I, yeah, I uh, Justin Justin Turner is not more than twice the baseball value for a one year. No, 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 he's not. He's fun. I mean, functionally, he's almost the same player. <laughs> like, here's Justin Turner's stat line last year with the uh, with the Red Sox. Tell me, 146 games, 558 at bats. I know we can convert that. 86 runs, 23 home runs, 96 RBIs, four stolen bases, 276. Oh, wow. Okay, so Carlos Santana, 146 games. That sounds yeah. familiar. 550 at-bats. That sounds familiar. 78 runs. 23 home runs. That sounds familiar. 86 RBIs. Six stolen bases. But do you remember what his average was? Super low, wasn't it? Like 220 or something? 240. 240. 240. So 
But if you we do on base percentage, uh, we it's actually probably a little more similar because he's always had a great on base. Pull that up. You talk. Oh, I'm just. I mean, I'm I'm almost stunned into silence. I mean, that's. So you're telling me that ten percent better on runs plus RBIs is uh, is worth double the the price. Do you have a Super Bowl prediction? Let me just tell you, Chiefs. The, Chiefs. Okay, well that's already something because the line is 49ers minus two, or the spread. Really? The spread is 49ers minus two. Okay. Over under is 47.5. Ah, feels a little feels low to me. This Chiefs team doesn't score points. They they don't. They don't. But that's... and Steve Spagnola, my old friend, uh, has okay. you like you like has led a pretty good, pretty fun lean defense. But this. Not fun, actually. The, just really lean and effective defense. But the Niners being favored means that they think ulti- people ultimately think that the Chiefs will not be effective in their game plan on some level. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I I am I also was thinking, well, the Chiefs have got this. But then I opened it, and the point spread was like, and the spread was minus two. I'm like, ah, well, what am I missing here? Mm, put it in. I'm not I'm not arguing to put it in. I just wanted to get us on the record. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah, I'm. I'm on. I think the Chiefs are going to win it. So do I. I. Mean, Chiefs are going to win it. Travis Kelsey is going to retire. Oh. Uh, Mahomes is going to start the. Is going to get fat and then is going to have to do. He's going to do the Manning of like just wait two three years and then he'll and then he'll be like okay. Yeah, but Mahomes, Mahomes can for, Mahomes can for do that second. right. Mahomes can do yes. literally anything he wants. He's punched like every ticket for that for the Chiefs. I know, I know. Like, he can do anything, but I think that it's it's just going to be like, okay, we're going to have to re- we're going to have to have a hard reset here. We'll, I'll get you to ten and eight a couple of years, but we're going to at some point we're going to have to get some real receivers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, or or like an absolutely elite um, running back. But also, can you please make sure they have an offensive line? Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, he is entering that phase where it's like, I don't, I don't really want to get hit anymore. I'm, I'm kind of, I feel done. How about no? I feel done with this. <laughs> yeah, I feel done with getting just laid out all the time. Uh, anyway, good stuff. Okay, got that prediction done. We'll see how our prognostication does. Uh, and then last thing, fantasy note here, Carl Weathers. Chubbs. Chubbs. I think, <laughs> I was thinking about the outsize effect that Chubbs slash Happy Gilmore has had on, like, men of just basically our exact age bracket. Yeah, uh, right. Well, I'm just, what I'd really older. love to see is like some sort. I don't know how you'd even do it, but like the the age of person and the like and the bar graph split bar graph of like which character do you recognize him as? Yeah, and oh, like yeah. Our, like there's like huge Gen X is like Apollo Creed. Yeah, yeah. Which is like I f- totally forget. Me and too. then there's a whole bunch of RIP stuff. It's like Apollo Creed. It's like what? Who's what? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carl Weathers doesn't look like that. But I mean, for me, it's like Chubbs number yep. one. Then way down, I don't even know what his name is in Mandalorian. I can't remember um, that. I've been working on it. I'm not going to get there. I'm not going to get there either. And then Apollo but, Creed. There you go. That's... Yeah. No, I think and he, he, <laughs> and he was in Predator. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Like all this, all this stuff. Good but, career. But I think the, yeah, the the Chubbs one is just just so iconic. I think it's something something about that something about that movie. I'm really upset that there's will not be like some aliens' hand. <laughs> okay, today main segment is plate appearances projections, and we have talked about this a little bit off and on. So we projected a typical batting order for each team three weeks ago. 
Uh, and this gives us a handle on the PAs for the upcoming season. We have a model that we built previous years. And I'm just gonna just gonna throw this at you. You can uh, you can tell me what you think here. So in our ooh, I resorted this. Let me resort this for you. I think the most interesting thing to do is basically to start at the top for the guys that are gonna that we predict to get the highest played appearances. Those are easily by far the most interesting uh, from a fantasy perspective. Of course, they are they are the guys to own. Um, and so also the best spot to just generally check. So I don't, I don't know how you want to do this. I don't know what's what's intriguing to you. Um, I can talk you through some some number checks that we did. You can basically you can try and sort on you know guys with three year average PAs, uh, basically twenty twenty three played appearances. We got everything here. This this was just a massive data gathering exercise, and it really worked out. I know I hate them. It's like it's you, but at some point the rubber hits the road, and you have to manually tweak everything, right? Yeah, we have to hand tweak on some level, but I actually think that. I actually think these I think these are more than good enough to run with. So at this point, I think it's just picking out if there's anything that's interesting in here for us to talk about. Um, and yeah, there's some broken things that I can talk about at the end because I think we should start with more positive stuff. Well, what do you what what do you want to talk about on uh, positive stuff? Well, on, on positive, which, which one of these tabs do you want me to look at? Uh, the 2024, 2024 PA estimates. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, this 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 grade column is what we're going to use as the denominator for all of our guys. The grade column. The the column that's in gray. Oh, the. <laughs> I thought there was a column G R A grade. I know. Homophones, man. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So the G R E Y E Y A Y E D. And the one the one that I put next to it is the three year average to kind of just see who's who's a big outlier here. Uh, okay, and try and trying to come up with numbers. Then there's a bunch of other stuff. So I have their their average position in the 2023 lineup, which I think is really interesting. Uh, right. What you would predict that they should have gotten for plate appearances based on their lineup spot, and what we predict that based on their lineup spot, if they played 162 games, they would get this year. Got it. Then their three year average. Yeah, games I mean, I, mean played, I feel yeah. fine with Marcus Semyon being number one well, in this. So that makes you, total sense. So I would think that, but he was not uh he was he was last year's number one PA getter, but he's not the three year average PA getter. I sure sure. Um but I we just say that how insane I'm it is just, that I'm Freddie still. Freeman has gotten averaged seven hundred plate appearances for three years. Yule Simpson effect, man. Right. Not, this is not, this is the Yule Simpson yeah. effect. Yeah. Because I mean, he, his three year average it could be the highest, even though over each individual year he's not the highest. It's because there's always someone one of the year I know that at least one of those years, probably two of those years, Semyon was really high. But then he had that bad first year in Texas. So yeah, that makes total sense. There's there's some surprising stuff here. I mean, one thing that I like is looking at the three year average PA and then looking at their lineup spot. I mean, so Marcus Simeon is just a leadoff batter. Like he's one of the he's the firmest everyday leadoff batter in the MLB. He just is. Like, don't highlight Stephen Kwan. <laughs> Mookie bets kind of, but he takes days off, right? I mean, right, right, right. But like, yeah. you know, Freddie Freeman's doing this from the two spot. He is two every day. He plays. Yep. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Though, and he plays every day. Vlad Guerrero is arguably the most valuable here because he's doing it from the three spot and getting 700 plate appearances 700 plate appearances batting third is ridiculously valuable i know if if you can have that that's why last year was such a surprise and we are we gonna have where is he gonna be don't know someone's gonna get him there are gonna be a lot of drafts where people get him in the late second round 
and they're like they're they could be they could be getting number one talent from yeah. Vlad Guerrero, or he's gonna do what he did last year. He went he went really third round. I mean, he went third round in my mock draft. Oh, I don't even uh, this. I wasn't really able to download this. Where's Vlad? I know it's very annoying. It's not with a K, Vlad. He's third round in mine too. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's it's just just wild to me that that's. Yeah, I think he's so interesting because I think if if we were starting over again, I mean he's not available in our home league, but I think he he's as close to a early round buy low as you can get. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're, I mean, we're solidly projecting him for 700 plate appearances again this year, 697, and I think we think he's going to hit that spot in the lineup again. That lineup is great at the top, so good. Well, he also got hit right, Bobachet. Yeah, you gotta want. I mean, these things are always really tough. It's like the players are. Bobichet was injured. Is that we now starting a history of injuries, or yeah. is that it? What did we say? What did we say? Uh, what do we project Bichette for? Well, we actually project Bichette for seven eleven this year, seven hundred and eleven. That is that's also pretty valuable. There's so many guys that I was surprised when I looked at the three year average plate appearances because that those those guys to me are the ones that are the most valuable or the the I don't want to say the most valuable the most the easiest to predict right because if you're consistently getting more than 600 plate appearances over three years like you're probably going to get it again mm-hmm. well yeah but then you have the, the situations like the Whit Merrifield where it's like you have a little bit of a a little bit of a change he's got three-year average is 662 even though last year he only had 550 yeah but they dropped him I mean his his lineup position last year 4.9 I know. I mean, that's that's low. And and even, I, even with even with Bobuchette being out a lot, he didn't get to just slot into that spot. I mean, no. And we don't predict that. And we don't predict by hand that he's going to be very high in the order this year, right? I mean, if you scroll over to the the predicted lineup spot twenty twenty four, we're only if if he batted in that lineup spot, our predicted lineup spot every day, we don't, we think he would get less than six hundred plate appearances. Yep. Coupled with some injury risk, I mean, there's it is true that there's there's a lot going on there. But this this is to say, I mean, you've picked out something interesting, which is that when we go multiply this through, Whit Merrifield is not going to be a top pick for us. No, he's not. But I think that he's going to be another guy who's going to have a ton of value. I think. Later I on. mean, Whit Merrifield is a guy that I think we readily could get. Whit Merrifield was oh, he was in the fifth. He was in the twenty fifth round. See, that's insane. Behind Jorge Polanco in the nineteenth round. Also, apropos of nothing, Carlos Santana predicted for 484 plate appearances this year. He's he's gonna get more than that. I think so too. I mean, we haven't. To be fair, the, like these all, we actually have to go back and tweak the where we said they were gonna be in the lineups this year, and that will change. That'll change value for some of these guys. How has JD Martinez gotten nearly 600 plate? How do you get nearly 600 plate appearances? I don't know. He doesn't even have a team right now. Yeah. Uh, just because I mean he's he's durable, he's dur- but he misses he misses games all the time. He's injured. He doesn't play out in the field. I mean it's crazy. I I mean I think he he obviously does play a lot of games, right? So he uh, I mean you can you can see how many games he's played. So one thirty nine, one forty eight, one forty six. That's his that's his three years. I guess he's yeah, just playing. That, I mean the whole game when he does it. How does he even? How does crazy. he? Crazy. How did he get to? 596 plate appearances. That's what I'm saying. In 139 games. That's that's pretty good. I mean, even Brian Reynolds doesn't 
It's not like Brian Reynolds has that many more plate appearances. It's just, I don't know. It's astounding. Let me, I forgot to say, guys. one of the things that I forgot to say at the outset was, I forgot to introduce actually how the, the lineup model works. So I feel like I should probably do that, which is uh, our relationship for this is based on where you predict a guy in the lineup. It's 760 plate appearances minus 18 times their lineup spot. So if you were going to bat number one every day, we would say you're going to get 742 plate appearances versus if okay. you batted ninth every day, again, all 162 games, you would get six, 600 plate appearances. Yeah. So you do have to figure out how this, many games I mean, it's a pretty play. easy model, right? If so, we knew, okay. we know the number of games that you're going to play. You have to know the number of games. You say, you say it's a pretty easy model, but now I'm going to sort on the column that checked how well the model does for... The model's within 5% for over 150 guys. No, what I'm saying is that, like, the model... This is a perfect modeling exercise yeah. in which we take what the world is and we represent it in, in data space. Yeah. The person who bats first bats more than the person that bats ninth. Yeah, and my point, my point is that that relationship is actually... In this, this exercise bears Huge. out that that relationship is rock solid, actually. Absolutely. So, that is why we need to have we need to have players who bat one two three four. Yeah, I mean we say that every year, and I think the thing that I'm trying to figure out is the thing that I'm interested in is, and this is why we started tracking the lineups because you want that to be actionable item. You want that to be actionable information basically instantly, right? So yeah. while we predicted a lineup spot for these guys, we want to say we want to say somebody moved up a lineup spot, and that's actually worth this many plate appearances. Yeah. It really is the game prediction that's the issue, though. <laughs> the game piece is like, yeah. All right, they bat first when they play 110 games. Tim Anderson. <laughs> so the only... I mean, and this is actually where I got surprised, is that there's only... I don't know, pick pick your cutoff. There's only 25 guys that have, that have averaged 150 games in the past three years. Wow, that's... I mean, so, okay, let's go, yeah, down, let's go, down, let's go down to 10%. So let's say one out of every 10 games they sit... There's 45 guys who pass that criteria. 45. That is yeah. Crazy. If we go down, if we go down another, you know, another 16, so we go down to 100, 130 games, then there's 100 guys who play 100 ga- 100 guys who play eight out of every 10 games. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I definitely do see there's like there's that elite. I play 150 plus games. Yeah. There is there is then. There's something about that 140 mark. Yeah. Well, it's a 10%, and then it's right? Like, yeah, well, it's, it's it's every 10 per- No, the one the 140 mark is closer to the guys who are going to sit one game every week. One game a week. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you if you come back to fantasy, right? That's like a seventh of the games that you're going to sit. Yeah, one game a week they're going to miss. You know yeah. it. Yeah. But like cuz But those, that's those... a It's like there's a leap, but it doesn't really matter. But yeah, if I start seeing someone is like under 142, we start being like, what the heck, man? Can you please play more? But there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys in that range. I mean, but the list is the list is pretty remarkable, right? It's like Jose Altuve. You know, it's, it's like all the guys that you're like, ah, oh, why did you sit today? <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, I mean, like Mookie Betts, right there. Yeah. Like, oh, yep. you know what? You'd be, you would be number one in fantasy. Yeah. If if you played 155 games. Yeah, but you've averaged 138 games in the past three years, and we can only rate you for. 618 plate appearances or how many what do we 650 plate appearances this year whereas he could be a marcus simeon right we could have been we could have been forecasting him for 780 (laughs) yeah 
Jorge Polanco, 130. I, he's a player that it's like, yeah. And it's funny also, the, some of these guys where it's like, you, you need to play 145 games. Yeah. But these these game I mean these game predictions are the trickiest part. But the one the one saving grace is that the game prediction I think is the thing that will be the most is going to be the the easiest to predict on a relatively short time scale because guys like managers help you out with a cadence like okay they're sitting on Sundays or they're sitting you know they're sitting on Saturdays or something yeah and so we so this is the thing where you can watch pretty early and we can use this lineup model I mean this is what I was kind of getting to in a roundabout way which is you can use this lineup model to to constantly re-up the plate the plate appearance predictions going in mm-hmm. and that's not a thing that we've done before i mean this this is the this is the great frontier in updating rest of season stuff and we talked about updating rest of season stuff for pitchers last week that's almost more straightforward because you know starts are these little bite-sized chunks <laughs> whereas plate appearances small changes can add up big over the course of the whole season right so what do, do we you, need do you have give me something for an over and under give you something for an over and under. I mean, there's so many interesting, there's so many interesting ones here. It's like, yeah, yeah, you just highlighted the two that I like a few that I was looking at Trevor story, Bryce Harper, Julio Rodriguez, these three showing up right in a row. You know, this is the, this is some of the, the players that will make and break your team, right? Those guys and from 130 to 140. If you, yeah, these are, it's this man, these, I keep on looking at these names and, these are the ones that make and break your team. You know, is am I picking this person assuming that they're going to be a contributor for my team? Ergo, getting more than 140 um, games? Or are they going to just return 130 and I get them at the right spot? Then it's fine, right? Yeah. Like, if, like, I think Starling Marte, it was fun, interesting in the, um, in the mock drafts, Starling Marte is not getting taken off the board early because he's yes. baked in that he's not going to get to 140 games. Yeah. But if you draft him in the right spot, hey, and he gets to 130 games, that's 130 games of Starling Marte is pretty darn good. I know. But Julio Rodriguez, if he, uh, you know, if, if Julio Rodriguez, how many games did he play last year? Clearly not um, 160. Well, he only played 132. Right. I was if you if you had him in the top ten and you took him and assumed that he was going to get 150 games and yeah you're screwed. But, but this and this year he's going top four. Going to have right? He's guaranteed I know. to go top four off the board. And we but our rankings there's no way that our rankings are going to say to do that because we are we're no. only projecting him for 590 plate appearances. All right, that's good. All right, I think that about brings us to the review session. Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins worth discussing. Recently signed. Big updates here. Good for Reese. Hopefully, he doesn't have a season-ending injury before the season starts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we got some. Yeah, for the Brewers, never played on another team besides the Phillies. So I'm going to give you his 2022 stats with a giant asterisk that he tore his ACL. So could be different. Uh, He's had in a year to repair. In 2022, less than, but yeah. <laughs> 2022, 156 games, 672 plate appearances, 589 at-bats for, for what that's worth here. He's got 30 home runs, 30 home runs that year. He had 81 runs, 79 RBIs, two stolen bases, whatever, and only a 246 average, which I was a little surprised by um, just at first blush. I mean, these are fine numbers, but I, the the question is, 
are they going to be the numbers that we see this year? I think the only number that we'll see is a home run number. Oh, I guess the RBIs are low, and he's going to be batting a little bit lower. So maybe that RBI number will be the same. But I don't, he's, he ain't going to get runs. No, no, he's not, not going to get runs. So, I mean, he's, let's see, home run totals in the years that he's played full years, 34, 29, 27, 30. So we can probably assume. Pencilman for 30 home runs. 30's in. Assuming, assuming everything's good with that ACL. Even if it's not. I think that he could hit 30 home runs. How did he do? um, I need to, I need to do that analysis. What are they calling it? Miller Park? Don't know. No clue. Don't care. Don't care to call it anything but Miller Park. House that Bud Selig. Absolutely. Let's see what he would have gotten. So he would have gotten 2022. He would have hit 34 in Miller Park. So, so we can, I mean, that's just what I'm saying. I think that you can pencil him in for 30. I think 30 is good. Okay. Wow. Good for them. Good for him. I mean, I like this signing by the Brewers. Sure. Who else is even on this team? Let me look what do you at mean? Lineup what do you analysis. mean? Sure. What do you mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah. This is why we make this, so we can do, so we can refer back to these. Okay. They have like a one, two, three, four now. Yeah. Wow. It gets bad fast, though. They're well, like it Cleveland. De- it depends on what your opinion of Jake Bowers is, but yeah, everything after that is awful. <laughs> I loved Jake Bowers, and then he just has not progressed past quadruple A. It, it is true. I know everybody. I feel like we were we were definitely both in a. You were more in on Jake Bowers than I was, but so you're so you're saying their lineup should be Yelich, Contreras. Then are you slotting in Hoskins or are you Willie Adams hitting them all home? Yeah, sure. Why not? Well, would you rather have Willie Adams third? I mean, like <laughs> no, because he's going to strike out way too much. So yeah, yeah exactly. I, and he's he's hitting for power, so might as well let him hit for the fences with two guys on or strike out. This is great because now we can like ditch Sal Freelich, who we currently had at three because we had no freaking choice. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, it gets bad fast <laughs> after that. Well, I mean, it depends on – I mean, we we had some love affairs with uh, a bunch of these guys, right? Bryce Turang, Joey Weimar, Owen Miller. I mean, these are all guys that we've been like, oh, I wonder if there's something there. <laughs> and they've all – Yeah, but we know there's not. I, I guess that's the whole thing is we know that there's, there's not a thing. The, sure. the only reason there's a thing with those guys is that they would be playing – They'd be hitting second, and you're like, ooh. Or Bryce Turing, <laughs> like, leading off. It's like, yeah. oh, well, that's yeah. – this is interesting, isn't <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. Bryce. One other thing. What? How do you spell – you can't spell Bryce that way. One, <laughs> let's not pick on Bryce Turing yet. One thing that I was surprised by is that <laughs> yeah. 2022 in – well, let's give him some time during the season to deserve to be picked on. He will. Uh, wh- so going back to the batting order in 2022 – Philadelphia used him kind of all over the map. So a little bit of little bit of leadoff, a little bit of second, a little bit of fourth, a oh. little bit of fifth, a little bit of sixth. So I don't I mean I don't fully know what to let's see, what did they do? So in twenty twenty one, he's all mostly second, little third, fourth, fifth. I mean Philadelphia used him all over. I think he might be I think he might benefit from some consistency in lineup spot that I think he's gonna get from the Brewers. They're gonna hit him second or third. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can actually see. I mean, Wilson Contreras, you don't really want to have your catcher batting that much. Of course not. Because you wear and t- you put wear and tear on them. So I would bet you that they would end up having Reese number two. He has, a, I mean, pretty good numbers on base-wise, right? On base, 332, 336. I mean, 330. You don't think of him as like a fast guy, but that's not bad. You say this, but look at these, these William Contreras numbers. He batted 91 games at number two. 
last year. So the Brewers are not afraid to use him there. Whether- I know, but you don't you don't want to. It's also like your engine. If, you know, can you get it up to six thousand RPM? Sure. Should you do that consistently? <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. You can do it. You can do it. Sure. But like your whole plan is to not. Yeah. Sure. All right. Pet box. He's going to be over under two and a half in the lineup order. I think I think they hit him lower than that because they don't know what to do. Get as many yeah at bats out of him as possible. Okay. I think so. I kind of think he's going to be number two as well. So I don't like that one. Um, I mean, home wait, runs. Do you want to do runs plus ho- runs plus RBIs? Well, I think it, I mean, why don't we? Is it more interesting to do that, or should we say? Do you think he's going to have more runs or more RBIs? Like, which way is he tilted? Because he had he used to have more runs than RBIs, but you've uh-huh. been sounding like you think he's going to get more RBIs than runs. I think he's going to have more RBIs. Well, I think he's going to have more runs. Okay. Sure. All right. If he gets 72 and 72, I'll laugh. That'll be amazing. The the weirdest push ever. Yeah. Who are we doing next week? We're bringing it all home with Patrick Wisdom. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All you got left is worst luck to you, buddy. Worst luck to you, too. Yeah!